please. Oh, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. Hello and welcome! It's Thursday, October 1st, 2020, episode 3, Twice at Anfield. Welcome to episode number three. I hope you all had a great weekend and were able to soak in this beautiful weather once again. Seemed to change a little bit in temperature where I went. It almost felt like summer outside. It was about 80 degrees out. Felt like 80 to 85 maybe. Was able to sleep in with an air conditioner in the entire time and keep the rooms cool. Soak it up in the hot tub I was talking about at the end of last episode, and yeah, here we are. So today's topics include discussing our third EPL match against Liverpool, which we lost 3-1, to as well as today's English Football League Cup match in the Carabao Cup match against Liverpool, which we won in a penalty shootout after full-time expired, which resulted in a tie of 0-0. And we won in PKs 5-4. to four. And then we'll take a look at see what's to come ahead on Arsenal's schedule these next few days. So, first match of the season, or we had another match, first match of the season against Liverpool in the Premier League. And we lost 3-1. to one. I'll just pretty much go over the starting lineup and we'll go from there. So we had Leno and Nett. We had Rob Holding out on the right side, David Luiz center back, and Tierney on the left. Then we had Bellerin on the right wing back, El Nenny and Shaka playing in the middle of the park. And then we had Maitland Niles on that left wing back. And then we had William playing on the right wing, Lacazette in the striker role, and Aubameyang in the left wing. And our subs were Runerson, Gabriel, Kolasinac. Sabayo, Saka, Pep, and Enkedia. So, the first 15 minutes were rough, where Liverpool just kept up their pressure. Uh, I saw that a big save came from Leno, and it occurred right around the 15 minute that Mane could have easily finished, but he had big hands and was able to keep that out. We were allowing the fullbacks to get in behind us to give delivery to... Their offense, I mean, we can't do that. We can't let and give space to a team that heavily runs on their wingbacks to distribute the ball in the middle. It was just happening over and over and over again. They were finding space, or Virgil van Dijk was finding the long ball to one of those guys, or able to give it to a striker who could then hold the ball and give it out wide to whichever wingback they decided wanted to do that. But... Liverpool were able to press so well that they made our own defenders give the ball away and make mistakes, causing us to either give up the ball in the middle by kicking it pretty strange to our opponents or putting it out of bounds or even just dumping the ball over top into their defensive third where they could just eat up the ball and take possession and regroup and figure out their next move. But... A scary moment came in the 20th minute 
where a block was uh where a cross was blocked and we went right outside the center of the 18 yard box and it was left right there for alexander arnold who was able to take a blast and it deflected off bellerin between his legs to then hit the crossbar and bounce out for us to find our shape that's you know we can't be I, i'm i'm glad that bellerin was in the way he was able to get his you know, foot on the ball, but again, like I said, all those balls were coming from the fullbacks, and then a fullback that didn't distribute the ball was able to get into the middle, and we know he has a good shot. I mean, I don't know how many times you've seen him take free kicks or any type of dead ball or anything of that sort. The guy knows how to shoot, and we can't be leaving the middle of the park open, so kudos to Bellerin. But after that, about five minutes later, we had our first goal, and... Basically, what happened was Lagazette scored a goal where a ball was brought down the left side from Ainley's Maitland Niles, who was able to cross the ball into the middle. But what happened in this situation was it was kind of bouncing and coming in fast into the middle, and Virgil van Dyke left it go because it, I guess Robertson must have called for it or something in that scenario. And he miskicked it, and it went straight to Lagazette, who was behind Virgil van Dyke and Robertson right in front of the net between him and Allison, was able to do some strange karate kick turning to the left side or something. I mean, it didn't even look like you really hit the ball. It looked like you tapped it, maybe, and it helped to bounce over Allison to kind of make a weird deflection come off his hand to just go into the net. So, hey, one nothing, we'll take it. But immediately after, there was a goal in the 27th minute where Liverpool scored their equalizer. The ball came down the left side, and Luis took out uh, Naby Keita. So when I say the left side, I'm saying our defensive left. So we're defending left, and they're coming down the right side. But the ball came down for Naby Keita. Um, he was dribbling the ball, and Luis just kind of pulled him back and was expecting a foul to be called. Hey, kind of smart in that situation, but everyone else around the play pretty much stopped. And what happened was Firmino was able to pick up that ball and then gave it to Sala, who went on the overlap. And then Sala went along the touchline to cut to the middle on his left. And KT was beside him and then ended up getting caught behind him. And what would have happened was I noticed that he kind of flailed his arms behind his back and didn't really want to touch or commit any fail to cause a penalty but as an end result he was able to cut to the middle take a shot with his left that's his stronger foot and Leno made a save but unfortunately it wasn't able to catch the ball so it was only a deflection and that came out to our right side or their attacking left where Monty was just kind of sitting there was able to tap it in and there we go 1-1 it's tied quick answer and, you know, I guess I should say I expected as much with how well they were pressing. And let's be honest, the game looked like they had total control of it even when we got our goal. Because, I mean, not to say it's a fluke. A goal's a goal. Hey, you know, mistakes happen in soccer. And that type of thing can happen where we get up on a goal early. But we just, it didn't look like we showed up. Uh, this match and you know a bunch of different things happen that I'll talk about in the conclusion that I thought about at least from my own personal opinions but yeah 
after the first goal, Liverpool still kept their press going. And yet again, another goal came in where a cross came from Alexander-Arnold right before the 34th minute, and the ball went over everyone's head where Robinson found space behind everybody and actually called for that ball. That's the reason the whole cross came in. And again, like I said, fullbacks were wide open. Well, what happened in that situation? We had so much space behind Holding, Willian, and Bellerin on the right side. And he was able to just set up, settle the ball that came in and went over everybody's head and was able to just tap it beyond uh, Leno where he just couldn't really touch it. And there we go. It's 2-1. But, you know, after the goal happened, we just can't be distracted of what's going on the other side of the field and completely ignore what could be going on behind us. There's, there's this whole thing of uh, being tactically aware of what's going on or where somebody might be in a moment's notice in a game. And, like, what's the most common thing that Liverpool does? They are trying to switch the ball to the size, and they give them to the flank or the fullback that's making those runs. And that's where the goal comes from. I mean, we just kind of have to be a little bit smarter and more aware of who's behind us, who's beside us. If we're all looking one way, maybe we should like start to turn around and not just be so focused on what's above us, but you know, take a check here and there behind us. Like, you know, if William or Bellerin or Holding at that would have just turned around, saw the ball was over Alexander Arnold's feet, turn around, make sure nobody's there behind you, and you can kind of like position yourself to be further off the ball to pick up the space that he wants to attack. But that thing that had happened, it's just a lack of communication and awareness. But, yep, Liverpool goes up 2-1, and it's unfortunate, but nothing you can do about that. We just have to be a little bit smarter of our awareness and where opposing players may or may not be because I feel that entire situation could have been avoided if we just, if our, our players took it upon themselves to actually... Be a little bit more aware of their surroundings. That's all. Nothing to say that they're bad or, oh, you're shit. Like, uh, I mean, no, we don't need none of that. But, you know, there comes a point where we can make smarter decisions. And I think another part that boils down into that is there's no fans. And a lot of fans would start screaming or something, even if... We're at Anfield, we'd have opposing players like, oh, behind you, blah, blah. or you'd hear everybody else screaming, oh, Robertson, look at Robertson. Like, it's kind of those uh, tells that you can get from the fans that helps players, in a sense, to figure out where somebody may or may not be or who they're looking to try and get the ball to. It's just, you know, just have to be a little bit more aware of our surroundings, that's all. But even after that goal, we still kept giving up silly balls in the back. I mean, I don't know how many times I counted that we tried playing out of the back, and it works sometimes for us, and sometimes it doesn't. But if you have a team like Liverpool, it's just straight down your throats. We have to be a little bit faster, pick up the pace, and not be stagnant in one spot and flat-footed. I mean, how, how well do you think that that works for you if... You have to be on the move and you have 
three really fast players that are just straight down your throats immediately. That's how they press. We know how they play. They've been playing the same now for, I don't know, two to three years. Nothing's changed about their game plan. We have to be a little bit more aware of that as well. But that was pretty much the end of the first half as it just ended at 2-1. We stayed composed. We didn't allow them to score any more goals. We can go in the second half with a fresh plan, maybe get a break and see where it goes from there. But the second half began, and again, Liverpool with a lot of pressure. I mean, the possession was just... The possession was so far off that, you know, we were trying to beat them on the counter, and it just wasn't really happening. Or there were some points that it might have that we will talk about that we were able to pull out players. I mean, the way that Ainsley, Mate, and Niles got that ball is we were able to pick out three of their midfielders to come up and approach Xhaka, who had the ball, who then gave it to Lacazette. And because all three of those midfielders came out, um, Alexander-Arnold was caught out of position. And then Lacazette was able to just distribute the ball to Ainsley, Mate, and Niles. And that's the whole reason that goal happened, just creating space. We have to create more space. We invite more pressure to pick more players out of their positions on the opposing team so we can find those open holes and gaps. I, I see how we want to incorporate all of the triangles, the long balls, the over-the-top balls. It works. It's fine. But we also just need some more creativity in the middle of our park, too, because it was evident that we didn't really have much of that. And... Again, we'll get to that, but first sub came in at the 60th minute where we weren't having creativity. We brought in Ceballos for Shaka, and immediately after Ceballos came on, it almost seemed like he just turned it up. I mean, there was nobody else on the field that was really able to just come in and be such a difference maker like that because... He wants to go forward with the, with the ball. He wants to find the switch. He wants to find some through ball on a diagonal to Aubameyang or Willian and figure out that pass to put one of our attacking wingers behind the defense to then cut into the middle. And it works for the most part. But he did it in the 60-second middle where he was able to push a through ball in between two defenders to give Lacazette a clear-cut chance at net. But in that moment, Allison came out and read the game so early that he was able to come out, put pressure, and make a huge save. And, you know, Laka has to find a way to finish these, even though there may be pressure on him. We need to be more technical with our chances. We aren't going to get them frequently trying to play on the counter, especially against a team like Liverpool. When you get that opportunity and it's presented to you, we have to sit there and attack it as best as we possibly can. And, you know, it just wasn't really there. Just our technical game, it was just a little off. You know, we're stressed. There's a lot of pressure. We're going into Anfield. We're trying to win an away game against Liverpool. It's tough. Just got to move on from that and do better the next time. And maybe that's something that Arteta can take these guys into training, put pressure on them, and make 1v1 situations with a goalie and striker and see how do I beat this guy, even if he starts running out to the ball sooner than I would expect. Because it comes down to do I want to look down at the ground and shoot and hope it goes in, or am I just going to let the save happen and kind of so pissed off at myself that I can't think straight and 
I'm just going to continue to feel bad about myself and not be able to shoot and score goals because I lost a bit of confidence from that. No, we have to work on that. We take it to training, and I'm sure Arteta commented on that, and we'll see where it goes from there. But, as I said, we need more creativity in the middle. Ceballos, that was fun, but need a little bit more. And in the 68th minute, Pep, su- Pep subbed in for Willian. And then in the 74th minute, Enkedia subbed for Lacazette. We fought hard, but even up until these points, after making some subs and figuring out how to stay in reach of making sure that this game doesn't slip too far past us, there was a moment where, in the 88th minute, Diogo Jota scored to make it 3-1. He took a shot that megged Bellerin and went between his legs and went into the bottom left corner. And It's just unfortunate because, well, it's a guy's debut. He's a great player. I'm not going to knock him for that, but, you know, it just kind of crushed the chance of even trying to attempt to make the game level and leave with a tie because I personally would have been perfectly fine with leaving with one point after going to Anfield. I mean, Liverpool hasn't lost a game at Anfield since 2017. That's ridiculous. That's a great record, but, I mean... If nobody's beaten them since then, like and the likes of other teams like Man City or Chelsea or United or any of the other top teams, I mean, that's that's amazing to keep a streak going and to from 2017 and never lose a Premier League game at home. That's phenomenal, and you know, I'm proud of our boys for making the the game a little bit entertaining, but felt we held back a little bit more and tried to really beat people on the counter when we should have took it to them. If we would have pressed a little bit more and harder on the opposing team, I think we could have came out more chances. And we saw at some points in the first half, we saw at some points in the second half. It's just, you got to make sure that a fullback or a center back or the goalie or anybody that you're putting the press on either kicks the ball away or promotes to make a mistake like they were continuing to make us do over and over and over again. But, there one was last... One last play that, you know, I thought was worth talking and mentioning about, but in the 90th plus three minutes of stop time, uh, there was a ball that came from Ceballos over top to Aubameyang on the run on the left side, and then Aubameyang ran into the middle and cut some people up, got to the right foot, but then, for whatever reason, I guess maybe because there were more people in front of the ball than, you know, uh, you expect, he just didn't take a shot. I, I don't know why he didn't take the shot, but instead he decided to leave the ball for Enkedia, and it just didn't make sense to me. I mean... And Kenny wasn't expecting a ball to be laid out for him to go tackle onto, and I think it would have just been a little bit better if Aubameyang took a shot, and with the possibility of it going in between players' legs like we saw, or even taking a deflection and going out straight away for the corner or something. Uh, You know, just something that happened so late in the game that I think it was just out of pure frustration and... 
Nobody was really in sync at that point in the game. We were already down 3-1, and our momentum was kind of crushed, and, you know, those types of things happen. But we'll work on it, and we'll go from there, and we move on. But in conclusion, like I've said numerous times, it's clear we were missing creativity the entire game in the middle until Sabias came in. Another talking point I want to bring up is... Bellerin had two fail throws. And, you know, at a professional level, I don't think we should be giving away fail throws. Take the ball. Plant both of your feet on the ground. Make sure the ball comes back behind your head. And then throw it in. You have to throw through over your head. I mean, it just looked like he was throwing lollipops. We don't need none of that. I mean, that's what I was doing at second base when I was playing baseball because I played soccer so much I didn't know how to use my hands. <laughs> Not in a weird way. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's just tough. I'm glad that we fought till the end. And like I said, we have to keep in mind that this team hasn't lost at Anfield since 2017. And it's clear to see that they're the best club in the league right now. We have some work to do, but a hard-fought match. And overall, it's something we can work on, and we'll just see what happens in the next game. But that takes me into the next match I want to speak about. Uh, we had our second cup match of this season, and that was the fourth round against Liverpool. So we had a little rematch, and of course it was in Anfield. What happened in this game was uh, the result ended in a tie of 0-0. And we ended up winning in penalty kicks at 5-4. Because when the time expires, there's no overtime or anything like that. It just goes straight to PKs. That's how the cup ruling works. But we switched up the lineup a little bit here. We had Leno and Net. We went back to a 3-4-3. And we had Cedric. Playing in the... No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The way they wrote this, it looked like it was a 4-3-3, but you could clearly see they kind of switched to a 3-4-3, but we had Leno in net. Cedric playing the right wing back. Holding playing right center back. Uh, Gabrielle was playing middle center back, and we had Kolasinac on the left wing back. And then we ended up having Ceballos in the middle. Shaka in the middle, and then we kind of had Willock on that right wing, wing back position, or whatever you want to call it. I really can't tell if they were playing a 4 3 3 or 3 4 3 because the way I saw it, um, just looked like we had wing backs the entire time and three center backs. But we also had Pep on not the right wing, but he played on the left wing today, I think. A part of that has to do with the fact that he does not like using his right foot. And I think if we keep on the left, he's going to be more prone to use his left for crosses and stuff. Um, striker, we had Enketia. And then right side, we had um, Saka. But it looked like it changed from Willock, and Saka went to the left for the left wing back. So I think that's where I'm confused a bit there. But... First half was slow, and it went back and forth at both ends. Nothing big really happened except for a few opportunities here and there. But again, we were just playing silly balls or forcing a switch to only give the ball in the middle of the field to our opponents. In the 45th minute, we had a big opportunity come from Jota for 
Liverpool, who took a shot that got blocked, which then went to Minamino, who took the shot first time and hit off the crossbar. Personally, I think we got lucky there. As that could have been an easy tap-in, but hey, we'll take it. If you want to just sit there and cross the ball into the middle and hit the crossbar, we'll take it. Thank you. The arse likes you. <laughs> um, but other than that, really nothing too much happened in the first half. Just silly fails, plays, giving up the ball. Um, it was going back and forth, kind of. Nothing really to pinpoint from Arsenal's side, but the second half began after that. Leno had three big saves within five minutes of each other. I mean, they were putting on the pressure real early, but after that, because of the saves, nothing really went in. And we had another sub come in at the 67th minute, and that was Elneny for Ceballos. And then in the 70th minute, we had a corner that hit Holding's head only to be saved by Adrian. Again... Nothing really happened too much. It slowed down and then ended up at a tie with 0-0. But, as I said earlier, cup matches go straight to penalties. And we won 5-4. And we ended up missing our fourth shot, which was Elneny. But then Origi, right after, who went for Liverpool, missed his shot as well. And then what happened was, in the overtime penalty shot for the sixth shot, Harry Wilson came up for Liverpool, and the attempt was saved by Leno. And, oh, that was an amazing feeling. I mean, especially for all the Leno doubters, after all the Martina stuff. Great feeling. Great save. Kept us alive. Awesome job. And then, right after that, Willock came up and took our sixth kick, and he was able to score and win us the match. But his shot... Pretty much came off Adrian and went into the net, which it could have been saved, but we'll take the win. Kind of literally hit his hands and went in between his legs. But in conclusion of this game, uh, it was good both ends, but we're still making silly plays like we did in the first match. And it's Liverpool, even though both squads are playing rotational people. I mean, it's not like the game plan's going to really change too much. I mean, if there's a player on Liverpool at all, no matter what skill level, I'm just going to assume you're good. Same with Arsenal. Same with any other team out there. But, you know, we just have to be a little bit more aware of not trying to force balls through in such difficult manners where it just doesn't really make sense for us to even try making those plays. I mean, Ceballos did it a few times. Shaka did it a few times. Saka... Did it a few times, like, you know, the whole team, it's evident that the whole team does it sometimes, and we gotta just make sure that when we do try to play these balls, that we know there's really no risk, because if you're trying to switch from the right side, and it doesn't even hit past the center of the park and go straight to the opposing team, who's coming down our throats right in the middle, and that team thrives on it, so, you know, we just have to be a little bit smarter than that, and... You know, again, like I said in the last match, we're just missing some final link play from that uh, playmaker to the offense. And Ceballos could fill in that role, but we only have him all alone for the year, so we need further reinforcements. And I'm glad that the boys stuck it out and got us the win as a little bit of a redemption for this rematch against um, 
Liverpool, especially when last year in the same exact match, we ended up losing 5-4 in penalties. And if I'm not mistaken, that game ended at a 5-5 draw. It was a thrilling match to watch. And that was when um, Unai Emery was still our manager. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And it just stunk that we had to leave that match that way. And... In return this year, we redeemed ourselves and moving on to the next round, the Carabao Cup. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for me today. Um, I know it's a little bit of a short episode. Uh, I got some things coming up next week. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and an even better weekend, and I'll see you all again next week on Wednesdays. We'll be discussing our next English Premier League game against Sheffield, as well as a breakdown of our transfer windows that closes this upcoming Monday. Not domestic, but the international transfer window closes on Monday. And we'll see what goes on from there. Having a lot of fun. I'll be keeping in a loop of things online. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Positive Arse Talks. You can find the uh, Facebook page at Positive Arse Talks. And I'll leave all of those links in the description of this episode. And that's it for me. Love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gunners!